Well, good morning. I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here, and welcome you to worship in person and also those of you who are online. If you want to follow along, we have an app and you will see sermon notes there to help you. Jeff and I were married in our early 20s, and I quickly realized that he was very different than I was. And one of the big differences was that he trusted. So whether we were planning our wedding, or we were looking at where we were going to live, or we were trying to figure out a location for both of our residencies, he just decided that things would work out. My style in my 20s was very different from that. I would fret. I would worry. I would complain about how difficult things were. And there were times, yes, when I even had a meltdown. But not Jeff. He always trusted things would work out. Now, as I look back on it, it's like he had this sense that God would make a way for us. And over these years, I have learned that Jeff's way is better than my way. You see, he slept at night while I worried. In his free time, he was able to read books and listen to music while I was making lists and what-if plans. He was happy, and I was usually a hot mess. Now, of course, there were many times when things did not go according to plan, when things did not work out, at least not in the way that we hoped. But what I noticed was, even in those times when things did not work out, he was in a better place to handle it than I was because I was stressed out by it all. Today we are continuing our series called Receiving Christmas, and we are talking about the gifts that God wants all of us to receive in this beautiful season of Jesus' birth, gifts of hope and plenty, joy, and today we'll talk about trust, peace, faith, and love. These gifts are for us all. These gifts are offered to us by our God who wants us to experience the life that he has for us in sending Jesus among us. Uh, Over these weeks, as we've talked about this, we've added in a prayer posture, a way of thinking about it throughout the week. And so if you're new with us today, it's really easy to catch up on this. The prayer posture is, first, you're like this, so go ahead and do this. This is your closed to receiving what God has. And then the second one is this one. You're open. You're open to receiving it. We want to move over these weeks more into this open stance to receive what God has for us. So today we are talking about receiving the gift of learning to trust. And we're hearing our text from Matthew 1, 18 through 25, the story of Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he named him the name Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we are talking about the gift of learning to trust. And because this is a scripture we may be familiar with, we may hear this scripture every year at this time, we may not be struck by how radical what is going on in this text is for us. You see, this time, the time that Mary and Joseph lived, was very different than our own. If you were a woman and you were found pregnant before marriage, that could result in your death. Joseph didn't want to take those drastic steps. Instead, he wanted to break the agreement and just move on with his life. But God had other plans. God sent an angel to Joseph. And in a dream, he was told to bring Mary home as his wife. Do you have powerful dreams? Dreams that change how you see life and the world? Dreams that give you wisdom? A couple weeks ago, I had a dream. I dreamt that Stephen Applegate, who's our director of music at the first service, called me and told me that I would be playing a duet with Anne Moore on Christmas Eve. (laughs) He told me that Anne would play the bass and I would play the treble. And I explained to Stephen that I don't play the piano, so this would be trouble for me. And he said, I believe in you. I think you could do it. It's going to turn out great. My dreams are seldom filled with wisdom, but there was one dream I had. When my brother died in 1989, I was looking into some of the reasons why he had taken his own life. I was kind of obsessed with it. I was trying to figure out why. Why had he done this? And one night I had a dream. I was at a party at my parents' house, the house I grew up in, and my brother was there. And he came over to me and he said that I needed to just move on and get back to my own life to focus on myself instead of on him. When I woke up that morning, I decided that I was still going to explore why he had done what he had done 
and that the dream was just nothing. But then something happened. That very next night, I had that same dream again. I was at a party at my parents' house, and my brother was there. And he came up to me and said, I told you to let it go and get back to your own life. That time I listened. Joseph, he listened. He listened to that angel who had a word from God for him. He did what he was told to do. And it's too bad that we don't know more about Joseph and his life. I wish we did know more about him. A lot of what we know is from today's text. It appears that by the time Jesus was in ministry that Joseph was no longer around. Some say that he was older than Mary. Maybe this was his second wife. And maybe he had died by the time that Jesus was in ministry. What we do know about Joseph is mostly contained in today's text, a text that talks to us about the importance of trust. So today, I want to look at trust with you. I want to look at why growing our trust matters so much. And then I want to look at how you and I can increase our trust in God in this season. Let's start by talking about what is trust from a biblical perspective. So trust is very similar to faith. In fact, they are often used interchangeably. They have very similar meanings. Here's a way, though, to think about the difference between trust and faith. I'm going to give you a little illustration. Many of us, when we went to camp or went on a work retreat, experienced what's called a trust walk. This is often where they blindfold you and you have to trust your friends that they will not lead you off a cliff, right? Sometimes part of that trust walk is a trust fall. That's what's in our slide. And this woman falling back trusting that her friends would hold her up. I think that this is an important way to understand what trust is and how it differs from faith. Think of it this way. The act of falling is trust. It is the demonstration of her faith in her friends. So you could say that trust is the action of faith. I have faith in God, and so I trust that he will be there in times of need. I can trust his guidance even when life is confusing. I can trust him when I cannot see the future clearly because I know that while I do not see, that God does. I think we are called to receive the gift of learning to trust because I think learning to trust God is really something we grow into throughout our lives. 
And when I think about it, I think about how the goal is to live out of unconditional trust. Unconditional trust um, means like unconditional love means you love no matter what. Unconditional trust means you trust in God no matter what. We trust. We have faith that God is in the midst of it all the time. In my life, what that looks like is I trust that God will show up here on Sunday morning, and I trust that God will show up throughout the week, and I count on that, and I'm looking for that. I'm expecting that in my life. Now, I don't trust 100% of the time, but I certainly trust more today than I did many years ago. Learning to trust unconditionally changes our lives So let's look at how we grow into unconditional trust, how we grow toward this, and how our lives are changed by it. I see that there are three ways that our lives are changed by trusting God. First, when we trust God, we become more free. Trusting God in the midst of difficulty and challenges is one of the most freeing things you will ever do. When you trust that God is with you, no matter what is going on, you trust that things will come together even though you do not see how. You want to be more free in your life? Then grow your trust in God. We'll talk about how to do that in a minute. Second, Our lives are changed by trusting God because a large amount of trust leads to a larger life. You know, think back on our text today with Joseph, right? Here's somebody who, because he trusted, had a much larger life than he would have if he had said no to God. Because he trusted, there was a huge change in his life born out of this trust, You might have a story like this in your own life, not not like Joseph's, but how you have sought to trust in the midst of not knowing what's next. When people trust in the midst of not knowing, they're often showing us a way forward when there does not seem to be a way. I think that many people in this life who have a big life have a big life because they trust. And they might not say it's because they trust in God. They might say, I trust in the universe or I trust in life. But just because you don't say it's God doesn't mean it isn't. And third, when we trust, we model for others a life worth living. I don't know about you, but when I hang out with people who have a lot of faith and a lot of trust in life, Those are the people I want to be with. There is an energy there. There is a positive spirit there. There is life there, as opposed to hanging out with people who are naysayers and are always worried and the sky is always falling. Even if we find ourselves being those people sometimes, I think we are always looking toward those who have a life that is worth living. So look at your own life today. Look at your own level of trust in your life. You're increasing your level of trust in God 
will positively affect those around you. It will affect your kids or your grandkids or your friends or your spouse or your co-workers. It will affect the people around you. I know in my life, watching how Jeff trusted had a profound effect on me. In fact, it grew my faith. It enabled me to do some hard things in my life. And it helped me to see the good that was there, even in the midst of challenging and difficult situations. None of this came naturally to me. It took work, and it takes returning to trust and faith all the time. But I have found that it is worth the effort. So, that's why it all matters. How do we grow this trust in God? A couple ideas. First, be willing to let go of how you think things should go. Sorry, right? This is not good news for a lot of us. We want to control how things go. But when we trust in God, it doesn't mean that things will always go according to our plan. In fact, many times it will not go according to our plan. But in trusting, we grow. In trusting, we see the way that God is making for us in the midst of our lives. You know, too often we think we know everything, and then, of course, life proves us wrong yet again. Growing our trust calls us to embrace the reality that we don't know, but that God does. Number two, pray to increase your trust. You know, a lot of times we're in the midst of a time where we're not trusting. We may try to manipulate people and situations to get things to go according to our plan. Instead, pause and be a person of prayer in the midst of it. Here's how you might pray. I think these are kind of the things you might put in your prayer. You would thank God for the trust you have, even if it's very little. You would ask for more trust so that you might grow into the person God is calling you to be in this next stage of your life. And then you would affirm that God will give you what you need. You will believe, you will trust in him that he will show up and come through. So this is a prayer that kind of puts all that together. Um, God, thank you for the faith and trust I have. It doesn't seem like much today as I face this challenge. Today I ask that you will fill my life with more faith and more trust. I want to learn to trust you more. I know you hear me. I know that you will meet my need. Give me eyes to see this so that I may grow in trust and be who you are calling me to be. Amen. And third, connect with others who are learning to trust God. We do so much better in life when we do these things in community. That's why church matters. That's why small groups matter. That's why faith matters, that we do these things together, that we learn together how to trust God. We need each other in this life. In my case, I needed to see that having trust was so much better than not having it. And that, in fact, if I did not trust in the midst of difficulties, I found myself with more worry and anxiety 
than I could handle. When you are on this path with others, you have community, whether that's in the church or in the small group or in children's ministry or in youth ministry, wherever you connect. And that that enables you not only to have company on the journey, but a place where you can learn and grow. Because I think the more we learn about God, the more we grow in our trust of him. Okay. So today, we were invited to receive the gift of learning to trust. And you may have come in here this morning not quite sure, maybe folded like this. But I hope that over this time, you have opened your arms to receiving this gift. Because the gift of learning to trust God will change everything. And I say that because it changed me. Let us pray.